Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman, and we are this week going through the book of Joshua. And yesterday we talked about chapter one, and I hope um, you have your Bible and your journal as we go through chapter two's lesson today. And we're going to talk about Rahab and the spies and how it relates to today. You will find that um, what my goal is, is to show women who think, you know, the Bible was written thousands and hundreds of years, well, I shouldn't say hundreds, but thousands of years ago, and that uh, it's not, doesn't apply to today. And what I hope to show you throughout the podcast, it's how relative and how critical and important that we can learn and understand God, how he worked in people's lives then and how he works in our lives today. And so I pray that for each of you listening, that you truly hear God, excuse me, for your current situation, because the, the word of God is it breathes life into our lives and it breathes life into our struggle and into our situations. And every person alive has a struggle, but it's overcoming the struggle to victory is where we need God and only God to do that because man can only do that for a temporary time frame. So let's jump in. So get your quiet place and I want to definitely hear your comments. Know that you can voicemail message me um, after you hear this message, we'd love to hear questions or hear subjects or, you know, deeper commentary on a particular area. So I definitely want to hear and receive messages from you. And I thank each of you who have sent messages thus far. But I want this to be, this is our community to talk about God in the lives of women today. So Lord, we thank you for it. So in Joshua 2, we are now looking at um, Joshua has, as you saw in one, been the Lord told him to what three times be strong and be very courageous and be careful to obey all the law that his servant Moses gave him. And we need that in our life today, right? We need people in our lives And the word telling us to be strong and very courageous. Many of you women are single moms and your strength is important for you to raise healthy, confident um, children to be successful and to know God. And what's so key about what Moses wrote about was sharing who God is and um, also Joshua It's taking that story even further to share with the people of Israel, for them to share with their children. And it's important that we share the battles that we've had in our lives with our children. If we're women, to share the battles with our daughters so that we can defer them. Sometimes we want them to think we had this perfect life or we made perfect decisions. And that leads us to women who feel that they're not measuring up and they need to know that we're flawed, they're flawed, the world is flawed, but God is who shines our bright light. God is who we turn to 
when we struggle for an answer. So our goal is to be strong, to be, to resist temptations that look good and shiny on the outside, but steal our soul and our life and our integrity and our confidence. And we want to share that with young women and especially our daughters because we're charged with raising them to be strong and courageous women in the world we live in today. Otherwise, they'll be eaten alive. So we have to continue to tell them, as God has told us, we need to share with our children. So <clears throat> so we have Joshua send spies from Shittim. So they go over to look at the land, especially Jericho, and they enter a house of a prostitute named Rahab, and they stay there. And you might say, why in the world would they go to a house of a prostitute? Your guess is as good as mine, but I would suspect that no one would expect them to be in a house of a prostitute. You might expect them to be in some of the politically correct people or folks who are in power and control. And I find it interesting that God chose, you know, a woman, a lowly woman, a woman of low status. And why did he choose her? What we learn when we start at, um, you know, when we learn from this one chapter that not only she, but the people of Jericho had heard what God had done in Egypt and how he had saved the Israelites and, and set them free. And you get in this chapter that in her hearing of these stories, it's quite obvious she was paying attention to hearing and also believing in the God that set the Israelites free. And in that belief, when I read it, I sense in her, imagine her life being, you know, as a pro, in a prostitution life of being victimized, being looked down upon, being made to feel like a slave and worthless. I can so see how she could relate to the Israel's peril and how if God could save them, imagine what her dreams are that God could maybe save her. It's quite obvious that her faith that God, what God had done for the Israelites, that he was the power. And the word says here in this chapter that he was not only the God of the Israelites, but of the heavens and of the earth. Because not only did they hear he set them free, she heard from the, the way the story states that she heard all the different things that God did to Pharaoh. And so she saw how he used the earthly elements to wage war and attack against the pharaohs. So here was a woman, a very lowly status, who believed in this God. And now his people had come to her home. And so let's look at what she asked of them and what they ask of her and what happens because she had to, when we just go from chapter one of being strong and being courageous, what I see from Rahab here is she had to have strong faith and she had to have courage, even though we may look at her and say, but she was a prostitute, but she had courage because she not only fooled the king, but she protect, protected God's people. She didn't know them. But what did she know? She had already, the Lord had filled her heart with what he had done and what he could do for her. And now she had some of these Israelites who were blessed in her own home. So if you think of it that way, 
you would think, wow, these are the people that God have made mighty that are now in my presence. I must do what I must do to protect them. It also reminds me of that scripture of Lot when he was protecting the angels that came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. It was the same. It sounds like the same kind of like wow moment. But let's get back to chapter to Joshua 2. So I'm going to read um, the first couple of um, verses. And I'm going to start at second verse because I've kind of talked about that they went to the house, went to her house. In second verse, the king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had gone from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the floor. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was closed. So before the spies laid down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Shittim and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. So now then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I've shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign. And this is where I really want to talk about. She asked to give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. It says, our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. And so before we go on in this passage, because I know some of you I want you to read this chapter and you will see what winds up happening. But something that really struck me is in verse 12. And this is what I want to share as a nugget today. The things that are obvious in the, in the chapter, you know, I want you can read yourself on what she winds up doing and how she winds up being saved. But what I love in verse 12 is she asks, for the Lord to show her kindness, for them to show her kindness. But she asked to give me a sign that you will spare the lives of my father and my mother and basically spare the lives of her family. 
and save us from death. And when I read that, I think of the sign, the sign that we have today. The sign that we have today is we have all the books of the Bible sharing about God's sovereignty, his power, and most of all, his love for us. We all want a sign. We all desire to be blessed and to be safe and to pursue the dreams that we have in our heart. But something here is really deep to me because this was a woman who didn't have a whole lot, but she had more than everyone else. She had faith and she had fear of God. And she knew he was a righteous God. And she knew that she wanted a sign that she would be spared, that her family would be spared. And I would say that don't we all want a sign from God, no matter what our circumstances may be, finances, children, sickness, marriage, we want a sign. But I want to share with you, God already gave you a sign. He gave you Jesus. Jesus, our sign of having how to have faith and how to have fear is written in every book in the Bible. But our sign is that Jesus shed his blood as a sign that he would be the ultimate sacrifice to save you, to save me, to save our family, if we choose. You see, she chose to fear and to believe that this was, there was one God in all the heaven that had control over the heavens and the earth. She hadn't been preached to. She had heard stories. How many messages have you heard? How many books in the Bible have you read? How many um, signs have God sent you personally in your life? How many ways have you been blessed? Do you have praying parents? Did you hear the Bible lessons in Sunday school growing up? Are you in a family who believes and serves God? The Lord has not only given you his only begotten son, but he has given you the very life, the very breath you breathe, your health, your well-being, and where you are today, whether you feel you're successful or you feel you haven't hit that mark yet. In this passage, in this chapter, he shows where a powerless, supposedly powerless, helpless, non-political, non-connected woman had the knowledge of who God was and what he was capable of doing, not only for herself, but her whole family. So I want you to take, you have access to so much more than what Rahab had access to. You've heard stories of healings and blessings. If most of a lot of you may have even read the book that I wrote that shares the testimonies of what God is doing today. 
And do you choose to believe? Do you choose to fear? Do you choose to pray? Do you choose to ask God to send you a sign to bless you out of your circumstances, that you will worship him, that you will serve him, that you want your family to be blessed because you are following the word that is laid out in his book as he instructed Joshua to do in the work that Moses has written. You see, each of us has has had and can have our Joshua moment where we can say we choose to believe, we choose to possess the land, the gifts, the territory that God has set out for us, the better job. You see, we have to have no doubt. We have to have confidence that God is with us and that we hear God, and we know we hear God because of our time with God. So that when we go to a Rahab or someone of power and clout, and we speak what God has called us to do, they will protect us. They will make sure that our path is straight and wide open for us to go through and do what the Lord has called us to do. We need to not look down on people that we think are beneath us, whether in church, whether at work, because you never know if that janitor at your job is a person who fears and knows God and that can raise a voice in prayer for you. You don't know if you giving them a kind word can result in someone praying for you. We have to not look at position and look at titles. But what does the Lord say that we must do? We must be strong. We must be courageous. And why courageous? Because weak people go along with what everybody else is doing. A person who has courage goes against the grain many times and may feel alone. You may feel alone right now in your struggle of your finances, in trying to pursue what God has called you to pursue. But in that loneliness, in that time of stress, you have to make a choice. And that choice is to press into God or press into yourself. And I challenge you, to press into God, because your strength, where does the word say, my strength cometh from the Lord? It doesn't come from getting a good night's sleep. It doesn't come from shooting up some vitamins. It doesn't come up from drinking a lot of water. That helps with our physical body. But our strength, our inner man's strength, comes from what our heart, what's in our heart. And as women, I always hear the stress of this person did that to me or this or this is my circumstance or this is what happened to me. All of this stuff that you think is happening to you is on the outside. But the thing that's really happening to you is the enemy is putting that doubt in your mind, is filling you with fear that keeps you frozen from moving forward. But here was a woman who is, I am sure, beneath any position of anyone who's listening to this message. And she chose to say, I have heard what the Lord has done for his people. I have, and and everyone here fears it, melts in fear. But she has chosen to believe. And she 
didn't say I believed and then I was no longer a prostitute and I was blah, blah, blah. She chose to believe in her struggle. She chose to help them in her struggle. And with us, when we're struggling, we just focused on ourselves. We can't think about helping anybody else because we're just stuck in our struggle. Here is a woman who risked her life, her family's life, as a prostitute to help God's agenda. Imagine Jericho, which I'm not going to get ahead. What happens in Jericho for Joshua, Rahab was God's secret weapon and secret plan. You are God's secret weapon in your current state, not when you so-called think you're going to make it big time. Where you are right now, you are a secret weapon to somebody, a community, a marriage, to children, to your family, to your church, at your workplace. You are a secret weapon that can bring life and liberty and justice through your life. So I want you today to read chapter two, and I want you to highlight where you think that you were lowly and how you can relate to choose to take action today to help someone that the Lord in your prayer brings to your mind, that you could encourage, that you might be able to um, bring a cup of sugar to or make some cookies for that you know needs an encouragement, that needs help and needs the same way you wish that someone would come and bless you. I want you in your journal today to choose two people that you can bless. That blessing could be a phone call and telling them, I'd like to pray for you. You see, we have to fight back the enemy with our power. It doesn't matter if you can draw breath, then you can pray and you have power to reach the ears of God. So I want you in your number one to read chapter two and think about the position that Rahab was in and what she chose. And think about when you've been in a position to maybe choose to follow God or to do what a possible king or boyfriend or a guy you think might be your future husband might want you to do. She knew that it would be wrong to turn the spies over to the king. When you're in a relationship or you're dating someone and they ask you to do something that you know is against the word of God, what do you choose? Do you deny that man, that woman, that person, that situation? Do you say no and excuse yourself from it because you know and fear God and know that you need to be on the winning side every day, all day, and in all situations. You see, when we read the word, there is so much more that's hidden, that's deep, that we can put to our own lives. And I pray today that when you read Joshua chapter 2, you think about the choices that you make that might only be 
self-satisfying, but not align with your identity as being a daughter of Christ. And we'll talk tomorrow on how this choice that Rahab makes turns into making history and for her being aligned with a plan of success and prosperity for all of us today. So I pray that you are blessed. I pray you reflect. I pray that when you pray, you ask God to help you have courage and to be strong because children are dependent on you. Your family is dependent on you, but also the future is dependent upon you. Love you and God bless. Talk tomorrow.